This is the Straight Truth Podcast, biblical answers to difficult questions from a Christian worldview. Well, 2023 is a significant year for you and your family, uh, Pastor Richard, because it uh, signifies really three anniversaries for you. Uh, first, 40 years of marriage to your wife, Jackie, which was uh, in May, mm-hmm. and then a uh, 25 years at Founders Baptist Church. It used to be called Spring Memorial Baptist Church, but you've been here since 1998, and we're celebrating your 25th anniversary here at the church as well. And But on top of that, this marks 40 years in vocational ministry for you. You started when you were 20 years old, and yeah. now 40 years uh, later. And I'd love you, for you to just reflect on that a little bit, maybe start with uh, ministry itself and getting into ministry and, um, and what this has been like for 40 years. You know, Josh, um, What's amazing about it is it's gone by so fast. I mean, that, that's my first thought is the very nature of ministry, you know, we serve together, You're, you've been in ministry a long time, is that you put your head down and you just go to work, you know, every week. And the work never really changes. I've often joked with people when they'll say, you know, how are things going? I have the most boring answer to that ever because the same way it was going last week, last month, last year, last 10 years, hmm. because the nature of ministry really doesn't change. And so... What happens is you begin as a young man, and you're, you're doing the very things that we're doing now, the ministry of the Word, prayer, loving people, caring for their spiritual needs, doing your very best to be a, a good under-shepherd to their, to their lives. And you look up, and, and a lifetime has passed. You know, even, even just in terms of this church, when we started, I was 34 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, and now you look at 34-year-olds and you're saying, those are young people, right? Yeah. And, and here you are now, I'm about to turn 60. So I think the first thing that strikes me about all of it is the brevity of life, the brevity of, mm. of ministry life, how, how quickly it all goes by. The, uh, the second thought I have is, is just how blessed we are. Mm-hmm. There are men who serve in very, very difficult situations. I would never say we've never experienced any difficulty in ministry because we have, but for the most part, our life has been one of joy and peace and churches where there's been unity and and what we've really experienced more than anything else is God's love for us through His people, which has been very kind. Yeah. I don't expect it. I don't presume upon it. I don't deserve it, but that's been our story. And so Jackie and I and our children and now our grandchildren have just been really blessed to serve in places where people have been very kind to us. And very appreciative of the ministry and, and all that is nothing that we deserve, but we're very thankful for it. I think the third thing that stands out to me is how powerful God works in quiet ways. And I think this is one of the great errors of the charismatic movement is the thought that nothing is really happening unless it's blowing your socks off, so to speak. True, and, yeah. and that's just not true. And when you see how many lives have been transformed and you see it multi-generational. You know, you, you reflect back on people who were struggling in their younger years and now you see them as grandparents and you see the richness of what the Lord has done in their lives and, and now even to future generations through their lives and the transformation that has occurred and you just realize the, the powerful things the Lord is doing through means that are very ordinary. Mm-hmm. So from the pastoral point of view, as you preach the word, as you pray for people, as you trust the Lord to do his work in people's lives, and then you look up years later and you see amazing things that have happened. It's just a testimony to the faithfulness of the means that the Lord has chosen to work through and how quiet they are, and yet how powerful 
mm. they are in the end. So that stands out to me as well. Mm. You know, the way God uses what we've been through to help other people. Now I have the privilege to talk to young men in ministry. They think about all sorts of things from where they're going to serve to if they're going to make a move, do they stay in one place? Mm -hmm. Do they go to another place to serve? And, and now having been through some of that, to be able to pass on things that you've learned that are practical mm -hmm. in nature, it's Actually, a joy. I wanted to ask you about that too, yeah. because I think people not, not know that you started off in youth ministry, right? And mm -hmm. then eventually became a, um, a church planter in Elgin, Texas yeah. right. in 10 years. And then you made a probably a challenging move to come to Founders 25 years ago. And what was that like for you in terms of that decision process as a, as a pastor? Yeah, first place we started, I was a youth pastor. That was in Navasota, Texas. I was there for a couple of years. Moved to South Texas uh, where my parents were right after our firstborn was born. And um, thought that we were gonna start a church there. I knew nothing, I, mean, I was so ignorant. But mm -hmm. um, figured out pretty quick, I didn't know what to do about that. So. Mm -hmm went to an associational uh, missionary, Southern Baptist Life, mm -hmm. and um, asked if there were any churches in need of pulpit supply. There was one little bitty church in Papalote, Texas. Mm -hmm. It was called Papalote Baptist Church. And, and um, there was a reason they didn't have a pastor because they had about 15 people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you know, they, yeah. there was no, no, no way to support anybody. Mm -hmm. And so uh, with my parents' assistance actually, helping us financially, we were able to take that church and the Lord did grow the church, um, it wasn't enormous, but there was growth that occurred. I was there for about two and a half years. Then we moved to Austin where I had the privilege to serve with the pastor who was Jack and I's pastor when we were converted. So mm -hmm. you go from he's your pastor to now getting to serve with him, which was a, a just a blessing and a joy. And that was at, then it was known as Christ Memorial Baptist Church in Austin. Now it's High Point Fellowship where Juan Sanchez serves. That's right. But I was there for, um, I think, a year and a half, couple of years, 1987 to 1989. And then in 1989, there was a group of people who had been trying for a year to start a church that were not able. They called my pastor, uh, who, had, who back then did a daily radio show. And so they'd heard him on the radio, called him and said, do you know of anyone who could come out and, and preach for us? And I think a week before I'd told Charles Bullock, I'd told Charles, I just believe the Lord is is calling me to regular preaching and mm -hmm. to adults. Mm -hmm. And I was the youth pastor there at that church. So he told me he would pray with me about it. And a week later, he gets this phone call. Mm -hmm. So I go out there and meet with these people. At that time, they were meeting in, in an area called Bastrop, but they all lived in Elgin. And so, and they had done it based on demographic studies and mm -hmm. an airport was supposed to go out there and it was supposed to be a growing area. And I said, look, mm -hmm. if you all live in Elgin, why don't we go where you live? And mm -hmm. so we did mm -hmm. and started in 1989 and I was there for almost 10 years. And then in, in 1998, we came here. Then it was um, Spring Memorial Baptist Church. Um, it was very different at that time. Everything from church polity to even some theological commitments, it was very different. But we came here and have been here now for 25 years and the Lord has done amazing things and we're, we're grateful. So mm -hmm. coming here was challenging. It was, it was, there was no reason to leave Elgin. We were loved there, we loved the people there. But sometimes you make decisions based upon what you just believe the Lord is doing in your heart and in your, in your life. And that was one of those decisions. The Lord had kind of, in His providence, I'm not at all suggesting this is why these events took place, but just in His providence, the, the tethers were sort of shaken loose there in Elgin. My dad died of a heart attack playing basketball mm -hmm. in our church in 1997. My mom was in a serious car wreck three months after that. She almost died. 
And so we went from having a very tight knit, sweet family experience there to, to our family sort of being blown up mm. in uh, just a few months. And so that sort of shook loose some things that allowed us to make the move here. My mom came with us, even now lives with us. But so that, w- that was hard, but then the church transformation process here was difficult too. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but it's, it's been uh, wonderful to see what the Lord has done. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a few changes over the years. And mm-hmm. so when young men come and say, should we make a change? You right. know, there are ways now you can think about that with them and, mm-hmm. and help them think through it. And, uh, and then lastly, just about the 40 years of marriage, the faithfulness in marriage for 40 yeah. years, what, what might you reflect on that, especially as a ministry family that has yeah. gone through some of those changes? Greatest yeah. gift God gave me other than his son is my wife. And we're very different personality-wise. I say very different. We're a lot more alike now. And right. I guess that's one of the lessons. You know, mm-hmm. you start off, you're very different, and then 40 years later, you're, you're a lot alike. Mm-hmm. But Jackie is, uh, she's fun, she's bold, she's honest about uh, her perspectives on everything. And so we just have a real... I mean, she's the love of my life and, and a, a real helpful help meet in that she tells me things that she thinks I need to hear, which are uh, sometimes not what I want to hear, but they're good for me. And you need that. Anybody in ministry mm-hmm. needs that. Mm-hmm. You need someone who will love you enough to tell you the things you, you wouldn't hear necessarily from someone else and that you need to hear. And that may, may extend to things like, hey, need to slow down a little bit, need to be at home more. I mean, mm-hmm. things like that. And so she's just been very helpful over 40 years. She is uh, content to be a homemaker. Mm. You know, ministry is very busy and very taxing on a family, but especially on you and I in terms of time expenditure. So to have a wife who her ministry is her home mm-hmm. has just allowed me to serve in ways that otherwise I couldn't serve. And yet she does it in a way that doesn't, uh, that exhorts me not to neglect my own mm. responsibility in the home, which is, has been very good for us. And now she is, um, she ha- we have a daughter, we have three sons, they're all married. And, and so she has like, you know, four daughters. And so she pours her life, not only into our daughter's life, but into the daughters that we've gained through the marriages of our, of our sons. Mm-hmm. And so to help with child raising and advice there for them and, and just to be helpful to them, take care of them while, you know, they go out with my sons for dinner or something. I mean, th- those, those sorts of things she does all the time. And then in terms of church ministry, she has always been the very quiet type who looks for the person who's sort of left out, mm-hmm. left behind, mm-hmm. no one notices, mm-hmm. and she plugs her life in there hmm. and has been very useful in those ways. So sweet 40 years of marriage. I, I um, pray the Lord gives us many more years together, but she's just a great gift and I'm hmm. very grateful for her. And thank you for that. And we pray that the Lord would give you many more years of ministry too. Yeah, me founders, too. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thanks, John. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Straight Truth Podcast. Now, Straight Truth is listener supported. So if you'd like to find out ways how you can help us to continue to produce this podcast, you can go to our website and find out ways to do that, straighttruth.net. At that website, you'll also find links to all of our previous episodes and our social media channels. So be sure to check it out. Straight Truth is a production of Walking in Grace Ministries, the preaching and teaching ministry of Pastor Richard Caldwell. For more information, go to walkingandgrace.org.